Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Brewers Screw It, a Commander deck building podcast. I am your host, Cody, alongside my good friend, Laz. Hello. How's it going, Laz? It's going all right, man. How you doing? I've getting better, getting better. Um, you'll probably notice this podcast is a week late because, unfortunately, Laz got sick, and then I got sick, and it's very hard to record when you're coughing and phlegming. I'm still recovering, so. Now, I have two school-aged children. That's my excuse. What's your excuse, Cody? You know, you, I feel like you get sick just as much, and. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I literally was, was just sitting on the couch, and my nose started running, and I was like, that's weird. And then by, like, Wednesday of that week, I was like, oh, I am not good. Like, I have a bad <laughs> fever. Like, I, I remember I woke up at, like, 4 in the morning to go use the restroom, and I, like, was on fire. But then my body was shaking from coldness. And I was like, it's not even cold in here. What's going on? Um, and mm. yeah, like I was like, I was like, I've never had a fe- I haven't had a fever in years. So I was really? like, this is not good. Yeah. Mm. Usually I'm just like, you know, stomach sickness or anything like that. But like, could not tell you the last time I had an actual fever. My longest running thing is uh, a non-alcohol related throwing up. It's been, man, I'd say probably a good like six or seven years. Jeez. I have strong constitution, you know? Yeah, uh, apparently. Hey, you know what? We're here. We're doing it, though. We're doing it. We're, doing we're it. back on the wagon. So we got, uh, this will be the fourth to last show for the year. We got this Brewer Screw It, a brew review, and then in December, we'll have one more Brewer Screw It, and the last brew review of the year. It's crazy. It's been almost a year since we started doing this. That's insane. A lot of support from all y'all, so we really appreciate it. I had a couple people reach out on Twitter. I want to say thank you for that. We're just a small show in our minds, but there's a lot of people that listen. So really appreciate it and love the feedback. So keep it coming by all means. Since we last recorded, Laz, I went down to Florida and played some magic. Yes, you did. You went to a command fest. Yeah. How'd that go? Yeah, it was really good. I went Saturday and Sunday. Madeline and I went to Orlando, went to Disney for like a couple hours because we did not realize that they closed early that day so that kind of sucked they were doing like a mickey's halloween party and we didn't pay to stay for that because it was like an extra 300 dollars. i was like mm, these tickets were expensive as is so we made most of it you know we went to the haunted mansion rode that it's like my favorite ride so we were in line for space mountain we were like literally like maybe 10 feet from the beginning of the line it broke down like mid-ride we were choking walking up to uh, Space Mountain. And I was like, I feel like I was like, this is like the oldest ride, I think, and like it's never been like updated or modernized or anything. And I was like, I guess it's built to last. It was not that day. So you jinxed it. I jinxed it. Yeah. Um, but Command Fest was really cool. Um, they this was kind of built around the Doctor Who precon pre-release stuff, um, if you can call it a pre-release, because they really just released the precons um, and. So I was going to do it Saturday. I was going to buy a pre, like they have like a little pre-con pod is what they called it. And you can, you, you get handed a random pre-con and you get to play with it for a pod. And then you get to go about your day. And I was going to do it Saturday, but I was like, you know, what? I just want to, just want to get in some games. Just want to hop in. And the games were good for the most part. I, I think I won with every deck I brought. I brought Faldoran. I brought Gandalf. I brought... AON, the humans deck. 
about my demons deck that I built yeah, on this podcast. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a really fun win. Um, and I brought Miskinbu, and Miskinbu is still way too strong, and I feel bad bringing <laughs> it up. Uh, I really felt bad that one game because I was like, someone else became the threat, and then once they were dead, it was immediately like, oh hey, this guy has been the threat the whole time. I'm telling you, let me, let me get in that deck. I will I will tune it down real good for you. I mean, we're gonna have to tune it down a lot because first cut some lands. <laughs> Can't get big if you have no land. That's it. That's it. You know, there's a lot of good, but a lot of like fun people. Played a pod with like a teacher who was just cursing like a sailor around children. Oh, that was really interesting. <laughs> I'm not on the fucking clock. Get off my back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Had a couple bad experiences. I don't think people should call their decks a seven or eight when they tutor out their win con in three turns. But, you know, that's just me. And then when you play against them for three hours straight, you get kind of defeated. I would have left that game. You're telling me it was like a three-hour three hour game? No, it was three separate matches three. across three hours. And, like, by that third one, I was like, I'm so done. Like, I'm never... If I get in a pod with that guy again... Because it's like random pods. Like, you just walk up and you're like, hey, I want to play in a commander pod. If you have vouchers, you can give a voucher. Or you pay 10 bucks and you get put into a pod. And I thought, like... I had waited enough time to like avoid him. That was not the case. Wasn't that specifically the guy who said that uh, if you have any infinite combos in your deck, he wouldn't play against you? Oh, no. That was my last game on Sunday. That's the okay. story I'll tell. Saturday ended like I had ended up playing like uh, they stopped doing like the hey, well, we, you know, the pods that they're running, they stopped doing those running like two hours or the uh, convention closes. So I was just over in the free play area playing with some people who were looking for games. And like that last game that day, like kind of helped turn that like really sour mood I was in into a good mood. Cause like we were just cracking jokes and like talking about magic and stuff. And so it was a lot of fun. And then Sunday, Sunday was a good day. I played the pre-con league that day. I got the masters of evil, which I played it against you guys when I came back. And I, not for me, I don't think. I, I like Doctor Who. I've started watching it, but like I don't think I'm enough of a fan to be like, I want to play this deck all the time. But no, the, the last game of that day, because I was like, I was like very tired. I had been going nonstop that weekend. This guy sat down and was like, I have a couple of rules for rule zero. Number one, if you play infinite combos, I don't play with you. And then he proceeded to play a Miram deck and complain about getting hit when he had nothing on board. And then his last turn, he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I go infinite. And I was like, what do you, like, <laughs> why did you sit down with that conversation starter then? I, I would have said, well, you can't do it. I'm sorry, you can't do it. I, I'm not playing my infinites, so you can't play yours. You're allowed to put in your graveyard and pick up a, and draw a new card. That's what I've said. And that's why I don't play with people. You keep on saying, we have to go to Command Fest. We have to go to all these conventions. And then you just come back with these terrible stories. I mean, there was, there was like a lot of good times. Like, uh, it's just nah, like... I'd be throwing I'd be throwing hands in there. <laughs> There's a lot of good games. Just like the bad ones really stick out to you. And this was very much like one of those like... Come on, man. Like, you sat down, made that comment, and then that's how you're going to win this game. And so he was like, you won this game. You won this game. And I was like, well, I'm scooping because I would like to get going now. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, in response, I'll scoop to you. And I was like, that doesn't make me feel any better, but thanks. That's why you tell him to scoop these nuts and you get up and walk away, Cody. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of cool stuff. Like, I got, the, I got that card I'm going to mailing to you, the Paradise Lost that we talked about. Yeah. Um, I got to meet the artist who drew 
the wolf tokens in Faldorn and I got her to sign a token and like I got her I got bought a couple tokens from her um it's it's a fun time there are a lot of good games um I apologize that the negative side apparently is what Mm -hmm. I talk about the most but I mean I, I love the command fest I think they're fun um just there's you just kind of watch for people you know there are there are scumbags don't get me wrong um but there are a lot of good games I would say like those four bad games I had 10 really good games so there's gotta be magic fests or command fests up by me i haven't looked i've literally never looked but you know in new york i am assuming other people have played magic here so uh we're gonna break you out of that shell yeah yeah we'll go when i come up there in january we'll we'll uh we'll go to lgs by you and (laughs) i'll call it a shithole and leave yeah you should man i was at target last night last night and uh they had a bunch of the doctor who pre-cons I'm like, you know what? Let me just pick one of these up and grab them. And sorry, I picked it up along with my other stuff. And I get to the checkout counter, and it was uh, $67. Yeah. Something like that. I'm like, what? I thought it was going to be like 40 bucks. What the hell? It's been a while since I bought the pre-con, I guess. But I think the like universes beyond ones are more expensive because they're all new art and all that stuff. And because I think the Wilds of Old Drain ones were like forty bucks, I, I'd say. Yeah, for, so. that's what they were for the longest time. It was just forty bucks for the good ones, and then they had like the twenty nine ninety nine ones or the twenty five ninety nine ones, which were still somewhat okay. But yeah. yeah, I saw close to seventy bucks. I was like, I'll build an actual good deck for for seventy bucks, you know? Yeah. And then I um, proceeded to go home. I went to Target to buy a paper slicer so I could easily cut out my printed magic cards and sleeve them up. So (laughs) I was like, this is much cheaper than the $70 pre-con. Yeah. Um, But hey, this is Brewer's Shirt. We're here to talk about a deck. A deck that we previewed on our last brew review. Um, Laz, would you like to introduce your deck of the month? Sure, my deck of the month is affectionately called Erg. Erg of Erg. <laughs> Just because I could not come up with a, a different title for the Erg Spawn of Turg. Um, this commander is black, black, green for a frog beast. And Erg Spawn of Turg's powers equal to the number of land cards in your graveyard. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard. And then at any time, you can pay black and a green to sack a land, gain two life. So power toughness is uh, whatever the amount of cards in your graveyard are and toughness of five. So this is basically just uh, a self-hating land deck, which is, if you listen to the last episode, kind of what we were setting out to to find, the best commander for a self-hating land deck. Yeah, I mean, we sat down and we kind of, if you didn't listen to the review, uh, we sat down and went through four different commanders, and this is the one kind of last settled on uh, because he would like to show his hate f- for lands. I hate lands. By <laughs> throwing them into the graveyard and making a creature bigger. And you got to play this the other day. We played it. Yeah. Um, you got to play it twice. Yeah. What were your thoughts after playing it twice in a group? Because, you know, if we play test these decks by our lonesome all the time, but... If you play test by yourself, it's the best deck in the world. That's how it always goes. It's hard to tell. I hit my win con on turn like six one time. I know, it's great. I went infinite turn three. No, because <laughs> I played in person, 
and got the most mana screwed <laughs> I could possibly get. I think, what was it, the first game? I think both games was a little rough. One time I got mana screwed more than the other time because yes. I had like four lands by turn nine or something, and it was just all my cards are sacrifice a land, sacrifice a land, do this and sack a land. And it's like, I only have four. I'm not getting rid of them. But yeah. that was kind of my own fault. I think I kept a one land hand. Is that Yes, the that's right. The first one was really bad. Yes. You were like, I kept all one land hand. And I'm like, you're in a land deck. What are you doing? I'm in a land deck, but it's a land deck with like 39 lands in it. So I'm like, all right, if I have one land in hand, I have a very good shot of getting a bunch of other land cards. And I had a bunch of cards that are, you know, cards from the top of your libraries right into the graveyard. If it's a land card, do this. So in my head, it was like a, it's definitely like a big brain play. But uh, in reality, it sucked. And I did nothing for the entire first game. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. But then oh. we shuffled up, played the second game. And I was doing more stuff, but it was just, we were playing against a burn deck. So it was hard to get anything going when every turn you're just taking, you know, eight damage on upkeep for no reason. It kind of severely shortens the game and your your clock to do things. So, yeah, it, but, you know, it was starting to get there. Starting. Yeah, I think you, you have to do like a couple of cool things. You got to meld the Titania in the land. That was kind of fucking neat. And then I think it got exiled immediately. Was that the one? Or no, the game ended. I did that, and then the, the next ended, turn, yeah. the game ended. I was like, all yeah. right, that was kind of worth it. You got to find out that Vraska Golgari Queen is apparently very, very scary and gets eliminated immediately. Immediately, which is fine. Yeah. You know what? I wasted, didn't waste, but I got someone to to use the removal on that right away. But hey, we'll, we'll go into some more of the cards in there. I had a Vraska Golgari Queen in there just because... I'd love her ultimate, but I, I was never going to get that ultimate anyway. <laughs> so what do you think, like, ultimately, the first game, keeping the one land hand and then just never hitting a land? Obviously, never good. But, like, what do you think, what do you wish the deck did better while you were playing it? I wish there, I need a lot more cheaper cards that seem, that will uh, benefit cards, you know, land cards going into the graveyard. Because... <laughs> Very easy to get land cards into the graveyard in this deck, and uh, there was not as much payout. You know, I have some cards that do have a payout for that and a benefit for doing that, and I just I wasn't hitting them. So yeah. um, that that could have been better. But like you said, I did get to do some cool things, and you know, I, I did have Erg's power, you know, up there at some point too, and and that was nice. Um, but yeah, it was just I kind of I need a little bit more payoff. Um, earlier on in the game, you know, it seems very much so like it's the kind of deck that you just win out of nowhere at the end of the game by sacrificing all your lands or, or something like that. It definitely like kind of seemed like a deck where you could be, be really sneaky, like, oh, I'm gonna swing with this 5 5 erg, mm. and then out of nowhere, hey, all my lands get sacked, and now he's, he's a suddenly 15, a 2020, yeah, something yeah. like that, and give him infect. <laughs> yeah you two have a way to even in fact so um yeah. so i'm gonna like go over the deck a little bit let's talk about like um you know, some stats so outside of your commander you have 26 creatures mm -hmm. you have one planeswalker you have nine sorceries 14 instants eight artifacts three enchantments 
and a total of 38 lands. A lot um, of lands. A lot of lands. So I've always seen like, so like on average for a non-land based deck, I usually run between 35 and 36. I feel like that's a healthy amount to like always hit your land drops and all that. Um, I've always seen like landfall decks run between like 43 and 38, I think is the kind of average. So we're a little bit on the lower side, but. There's so much land recursion. There's so much land recursion. Um, do you think there is room for to add a couple more? A couple more lands? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know because I would have to see where it would come from. And I guess, I guess so. There's 14 instants in this deck, which is crazy. But I think we, when we first talked about this deck, you were like, there's a lot of instants. There's a lot, of, and I already cut some instants, but that's the thing. I feel like all the instants that I have in this deck are are needed you know so it's it's very hard because uh you know there's not a lot of there's not a lot of fluff in the deck i made you know i i don't think so at least so a lot of the instants are you know protecting my commander or ways to get lands in or out of my graveyard as needed so um I don't know. It seemed it seemed like a good number, <laughs> and then I saw fourteen. I was like, Jesus! I don't think I have any other deck that has fourteen instants in it. You know, that's a, I, that's I a, think I told you the time. I only won this more than that is a my spell, spell slinger deck. deck. Yeah, and nine um, sorceries, and nine sorceries. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. You you have like it's removal for other people's stuff. It's sacking lands to either go find more lands or do something. And then it's a lot of uh, yeah, like fun shenanigans. safekeeping, keep you know, keep your commander safe, things like that. Tainted strike for that out of nowhere kill, which you talked about. Yeah, that tainted strike, like that. just uh, just one black for an instant target creature gets plus one plus zero oh, and gains infect until end of turn. So that just seemed like a very fun kind of uh, hey, I'm like you said, sneaky win where I'm swinging in my commander. All right. In response, I'm going to sack all this land to make him big, and then I'll pay one to give him infect as well and hopefully kill somebody. Yeah. That was the plan. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, and then besides that, just just like you said, stuff to to save my, my commander in case something happens. So Tomeo's safekeeping here where target permanent gains indestructible and hexproof. Uh, constant mists, just a fog effect that is activated by sacking a land anyway, which is very nice for this deck. That kind of worked out well. Um, Gaia's Gift is another one that gives, you know, Creature Trample, Hexproof, Indestructible till end of turn. So I was just kind of kind of trying to find ways to save my commander once it got big so I wouldn't have to keep on, keep on casting them again. So maybe yeah. I could take out one or two of those, but... We'll see. You know, it's it's the majority of this deck relies on the commander killing them, you know, killing people. There's not a lot of huge, huge creatures to kill opponents. So that's yeah. why I figured it'd be worth spending the extra slots on uh, protection. That's fair. Um, I, I, one thing I noticed when going over your list is that I feel like there's a lot of there's a decent amount of creatures um, but I feel like there's a lot of high mana value creatures and maybe mm. because we're in green, so you can ramp really easily. That might be the easier. Like, I mean, 
you have Ancient Green Wardens of six mana. Crater Hoof is an eight mana. Cultivator Colossus is seven mana. I also think it's the amount of pips. We are mm-hmm. in two color, so not you know really easy to color fix in two color. But I mean, Crater Hoof and Cultivator Colossus each have three green in their cost on top of the you know the rest of their cost. So. Yeah, well, my my thinking with that was just the fact that I'm able to kind of filter through my lands so quickly. That I wasn't really concerned about mana fixing because there are a lot of a lot of cards that you know I'm sacking a land, searching up two basic lands, sacking a land, you know, find any land and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, the mana curve I don't think is that bad. Like I'm looking now, and the mana curve peaks. Right at, you know, CMC three, and it goes down, you know, four and five. Maybe, let's say there's one eight mana, one seven mana, three six mana spells in here. So maybe I could cut one of those six sixes, but for the most part, it's uh, it's not too expensive of a deck, but there's not much to do early in the game is kind of the problem. A lot yeah. of uh, the early game is getting lands into my graveyard, which is a little counterproductive for <laughs> trying to trying to set up a board state when your first five turns are just throwing ten lands into your your graveyard. You know that you can't touch yet. So yeah, um, yeah, maybe the mana curve just needs to to shift shift down one way. Maybe peak around CMC two, and then yeah, go down from there. So. Maybe that could work. Maybe that could work. Yeah, maybe just, you know, trying to switch to more, obviously we're going to go to cuts and ads and all that, but just, you know, brainstorming, how, like, what ways to, because you've played the deck now and you kind of can see, like, what needs to be improved, but, like, pushing more towards cards like Seder Wayfinder, where, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a one generic green, when Seder Wayfinder enters the battlefield, reveal the top four cards of the library, maybe put a land card from among them into your hand, put the rest into your graveyard. These cheap creatures that are blockers for you while you build up that graveyard, um, but it also gets a huge like four cards at one time is a pretty decent amount of cards mm-hmm. um, to get in there. But I mean, similarly, like from a sorcery standpoint, life from the loam. This is like the bread and butter for this deck. It's an easy way to get three cards almost every turn into your graveyard. Um, by dredging, so maybe this maybe this deck benefits more from more dredge cards. Um, just ways to instead of drawing while our area is not out, like you can dredge. So maybe there's a dredge, maybe a, a dredge sub theme. Maybe that could work. Yeah. So maybe that's an, an avenue to start looking at. I don't think I have any dredge cards. I'm, I mainly went more for the. Put a put a lane into the graveyard and mill some cards, kind of thing. But <laughs> we will talk about that more in a little bit. Um, why don't we talk about a couple of your favorite cards in the deck? Um, I know we talked about the filth cards in the brew, brew review, but if you would like to hi- highlight them again, yeah, I'll, I'll go through the filth cards real quick because it was just I, I like to call it the filth suite. You know, is uh, yeah, just three filth cards here. One being. The uh, creature, Filth, three generic and a black for a 2-2 with Swamp Walk. As long as Filth is in your graveyard and you control a swamp, creatures you control have Swamp Walk. So I thought that was fantastic. Just a good way to 
give any of my creatures Swamp Walk, which um, I think in both games we played, I was able to hit, you know, I think it was two other opponents. I think you got Brawn. I think you got Brawn into your graveyard. Yeah, well, I'm saying uh, uh, as far as opponents playing black, you know, I had uh, oh, two yes. other two other people playing black, so that was that was good. Um, the other filth card that I liked was Drown in Filth, which is black and green for a sorcery. Choose target creature, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard, then that creature gets negative one, negative one till end of turn for each land card in your graveyard. I liked this card because it's, it's kind of like a, a murder type card, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're picking a creature, giving it negative counters, whereas this one matters for the amount of land cards in your graveyard, which, as I said, I have zero problems getting the land cards into the graveyard. It's uh, after that, what I do with it is more yeah. difficult. And then the last filth card was the instant uh, reign of filth for one black. Each land you control gains sack this land, add black to your mana pool till end of turn. So just a, a good way to you know play this, sack a bunch of lands for for that sneaky win. So those were the three cards that we went over mostly in the uh, in our brew review. So mm-hmm. I won't spend more time on that, but I will say after playing the deck a bit more. Uh, my favorite cards are probably Lord of Extinction. Um, it's, it's more expensive, but it's three generic, a black and a green. For a creature, it's elemental. Lord of Extinction's power toughness are equal to the number of cards in all graveyards. So this is great because every time I played, and since then, you know, I've been playing nonstop, uh, playtesting it on Moxfield and stuff, and... I'm able to just fill my graveyard so quick, so easy. So the fact that it's my graveyard and then also my opponent's graveyards for five mana, you know, I had this thing up to, you know, 10, 11, 12 power um, real quick just with me. So, and then the opponents that may have their, you know, their cultivates and rampant growths and and all that stuff in their graveyards, um, you know, by turn five, you can have a, a real nasty creature. So yeah. I really liked that card. Um, and then also the other creature that just really did work was Braid's Arisen Nightmare. Loved that card. It's one generic and a black and a black. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice an artifact, creature, enchantment, land, or planeswalker. If you do, each opponent may sacrifice a permanent that shares a type with it. For each opponent who doesn't, that player loses two life and you draw a card. This card is just great because you get that out on turn three and there's so many cards in this deck that just allow you to play cards right from your graveyard. So turn three, you just start sacking your land cards, you know, at your end step. And no one else, no one wants to, you know, when that goes around yeah. the table, response, you go sack a land. No. All right. Draw a card. You lose two life. So that's really an easy way to get three cards and have your opponents lose two life each because no one's sacrificing lands if you get this out early enough and i know in one or two of my play tests i had this out turn three which was just nice because it was like all right and to turn three draw three cards and to turn four draw three cards <laughs> you know it's just yeah no one's gonna pay that people don't even want to pay rustic study or smothering tithe <laughs> turn four <laughs> yeah. so i doubt people are gonna want to you know be sacrificing their own lands into their own graveyard so i felt like uh that card really did Really did some good work, so I was I was happy with that. 
Um, let's see, as far as uh, sp- other spells go, uh, let's see. Trying to Filth was the one that I already went over. Um, Life of the Loam, you also mentioned, two cost, being able to return three cards from your graveyard to your hand, three land cards, which is very helpful. Um, also, Scape Shift, which is a nice two colorless, a green and a green. Sack any number of lands, search your library for that many land cards, put them on the battlefield tapped. So this is also another way to kind of get that sneaky win of, it's not even just basic land cards. So you can, hey, I'm going to sack seven lands to make my commander seven, you know, seven power bigger. And then you just get to search for any seven lands. You bring in some of your tap lands, bring in some of your dual lands, whatever the case may be. So I, uh, I feel like that would be really good. Yeah. Let's see. Um, instance. I'm trying to look real quick, too, because I know there was one more card I wanted to mention. Yeah, here we go. Instance, Grizzly Salvage. This card did some work. I think I got it both games we played. Um, it's a black and a green for an instant. Reveal the top five cards of your library. You may put a creature or land card from among them into your hand. Put the rest into your graveyard. This this card's a lot of fun because... Uh, I know I got it. I think it was, I think I revealed three land cards and two creature cards. So I was like, all right, I'll put one creature card into my great into my hand and put three lands right into the graveyard with another creature. And just like I said, very easy to get the land yeah. cards in there. So um, that card was great. And then besides that, constant mists, which I mentioned earlier, just sack lands. Um, if you do, you put constant mints into, back into your hand instead of your graveyard, and it's creatures deal no combat damage this turn. So just a fog effect that you can keep on getting back because you keep sacking your land, which makes your commander bigger, and you're always going to have access to it then because it's always going to be in your hand. Um, but besides that, really, nothing, nothing else. Um had the Druid class, which was nice, but just a lot of these cards are just cards to let me play extra lands. Exploration, you can play an additional land on your turn. Um, Conduit of the Worlds, you may play lands from your graveyard. Just lots of redundant effects to try to make this as quick as possible, as quick and easy of a win as possible. So those are the cards I liked. I'm sure you have your cards that you liked on there too, I hope. Yeah, I mean, you talk about one of them, Lord of Extinction. Very, I love, I love these cards that just get bigger based on the amount of cards in the graveyard. Um, the other one, you know, I got to go with Titania, Protector of Argoth. That was one of the commanders I recommended to you. Mm-hmm. So, but also Titania, Voice of Gaia, because melding cards is super cool. Melding um, cards is cool. Looking, it just sucked that yeah. as soon as it happened, the game ended. So <laughs> I came and that's why I didn't list it, because I didn't really get to see it do anything do thing. yeah you know in my my head now i've relayed it to losing a game so i'm not gonna want to oh. play it because now it's like oh i play that card the game ends that's just just how it goes so well yeah we'll see uh, but i didn't get to play her that much other card i like is perpetual timepiece this is too generic for an artifact you can tap it put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard and you can pay two to exile it and shuffle any number of target cards from your graveyard into your library uh Helps you get some stuff into the yard, but also can help you protect your graveyard from that Bajuka Bog or 
all those other cards. So I tried it, but you could bog. Um, last but not least, Druid class. I love the class cycle. I don't feel like I get to play them enough, and it's sad. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, A couple of the land cards that I put in here that I really liked were, uh, what was it, Ghost Core there? It's, you know, tap to add a, a generic, or you can sack it and destroy target land. Mm-hmm. And then I also have, what, Strip Mine in here, where you can sack it, destroy target land. So I had a couple of... Oh, man. Yeah, no, I was going to... As I play this, I'm gonna I'm gonna start targeting lands. Why not? I'm not gonna do I mean, mass land destruction because that's cruel. But yeah. I want to start putting stuff in there because thanks to our friend Rogue's Nick, Passage. yeah, Rogue's Passage or what? I forget the card that Nick keeps on running where oh, uh, yeah. everyone exiles their graveyards. Yeah, it's some desert. I can't remember what it is. Some bullshit. That's what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're gonna start having. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna let you just sit there with a loaded gun on your, you know, in your land base, and not not touch it. So I'm like, you know what? Let's start putting these cards in there that could just take out. You know, I shouldn't have to use it, but in case I need it, spare the habit, not need it. You know, so I, I'm this gonna start. Fair. I'm gonna start blowing up lands. That's my resolution for 2024: is oh, to destroy wow. more right. lands and magic. Jeez! All right, all right. Well, Laz, how did you feel about going to some cuts and ads? Let's see. Let's see. Now that you've played against the deck and you've had uh, an extra week of time, which I'm assuming you spent the last week at home just going through the deck over and over again. We literally just played two days ago, but yeah, sure. (laughs) So let's see what you came up with. All right. Let's start with the ads, and then we'll get to some cuts. Um. We'll start with the creatures. First up, we have Kaga, Shadow Archdruid. I believe you know this character very well from your mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate runs. This is uh, two generic black and a green for an elf druid. When Kaga, Shadow Druid attacks, it gains death touch until end of turn. Mill two cards. Once during each of your turns, you may play a land or cast a permanent spell from among cards in your graveyard that were put there from your library this turn. She's a 1-4. Um, just a nice way to get to mill a couple cards at the top and she has that ability where she's going to have death touch when she attacks mm-hmm. so people are most likely not going to block um, she's got a big butt so even if someone does block like 1-1 one, one, she'll survive you get to mill the cards and then you get to potentially play something from your graveyard um, this is a really effective way of like if you mill that Lord of Extinction and then, hey, now second main, I will play that Lord of Extinction. There's a bunch of cards already in my graveyard. There you go. Yeah. Um, I like this one. I think it, it fits well in the deck for what you're trying to do. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a blocker, and it's something that could potentially, you know, someone doesn't want to take damage, even if it's just one damage. It's Death Touch coming at them, so they got to block it. So, Yeah, and that second ability I like too, you know, just... Hopefully you, uh, hopefully you mill something, <laughs> something worth taking out. But yeah, yeah she'll probably survive kind of long just because of that death touch too when she's attacking. So also yeah, the like from your library this turn, if you have Urg out and you put that card in the graveyard based on its ability, 
you can play that as well. So you have a couple options. You don't just have to work with the two cards you milled. You get to work it's at least cards. three because yeah, if Erga's out there, then you get that one on your upkeep, and then two from her. And believe it or not, there's a couple of other ways to get cards in graveyard. So yeah, yeah, that, that that's nice too. I didn't even think about that. Really, is that counts for all the lands, not just the ones she puts there. Yeah. Okay. Next up, I know my boy Laz. I know how much he likes life gain. This is Skola Grave Dancer, or Grove Dancer. One generic and a green for an enchantment creature, Seder Druid. Whenever a land card is put into your graveyard from anywhere, you gain one life. <laughs> you can pay two generic and a green to put the top card of your library into your graveyard. So, hey, I we like, want to put... You hate, I like the you second hate lands. I, I like the second effect more, but the first effect... Whenever a land card is put in your graveyard from anywhere... It's just one life, but there was a lot of times where yeah, I could play two lands a turn. So I was like, all right, Evolving Wild, sack it, get a land, play Evolving Wild, sack. That's two life right there. But there you go. That adds up. It it might add up. Might add up. Might add up. Might add up. Okay. All right. That one's, that one's on the maybe pile. All right. I, don't know. I liked it. I was like, oh, you know, it's a way to put something in the graveyard and it's getting you life. And I know how it's much you like life games. Three so. mana to put something in the graveyard, though. This is fair. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if maybe this would be better with like one of those um, Oracle Moldiah where you can play with the cop tar, the, the cop, the top card of mm-hmm. your deck revealed. Like, yeah. So then, you know what you're putting in. That might be better, but hmm. still, maybe nice. Yeah. Um, next up, I got three sorceries for you. My goal here was just more ways to get either get lands into play and a card into your graveyard, or just kind of get you to do a little bit of both. So first up, um, this is actually a direct like I would like to swap two cards in your deck uh, instead of rampant growth. Mm-hmm which is one generic and a green to go find a basic. How about fork in the road, which is one generic and a green search your library for up to two basic land cards and reveal them, put one into your hand and the other into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. So the rampant growth does get it into play, but it comes untapped. Whereas this gets you one into your graveyard and into your hand. So you can for sure play it next turn. Okay. And this is actually a card that I originally had <laughs> when I when I text you earlier uh, when I was making this, I was like, "Okay, I am up to my cuts and ads, and I have 114 cards." Or it was like something. <laughs> it was something insane. So I just yeah. had to go through and start making some cuts, and and this was one that uh, that landed in the cut pile, but it was probably one of the last ones that I cut because mm-hmm. I like what it did. I like that it was the land card. Definitely one into the graveyard, definitely one into your hand. So um, there's enough lands in this deck, and there's enough cards that allow me to play land cards from my graveyard that I'm not really too concerned about, you know, oh, well, this only gives you a land for next turn. Like, well, chances are I already played a land this turn. This is what I would think until I got mana screwed so hard that first game. That's <laughs> just, uh, it threw a lot of it into question. But ideally, um, this card's seems like it'd be a great ad and, and yeah instead of rampant growth might as well it's ramp it's still ramp it's just one turn longer yeah uh next up i have funeral rights this is two generic and a black 
you draw two cards, lose two life, and then mill two cards. Um, so I little think I everything. noticed that there's a <laughs> little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I noticed there wasn't a lot of card draw in your base deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let's get you a card draw. But I don't want just like generic draw two cards, lose two life. Why don't we just draw two cards, lose two life? But on top of that, we're going to mill two cards, potentially put more lands into the graveyard. So Funeral Rites was a good pick there for that. I like that. I was just, uh, yeah, go look at your cuts. The problem is, is that I already have 14 instants and nine sorceries. <laughs> Here you've added three sorceries and two instants, and you've only cut three sorceries. I'm looking at your cuts right now. So Hey, hey. These are, hey, don't worry. We're going to make it all worth it. Okay. All right, because as of right now, I'm up to 26 uh By the 26 end of this, you're just going to be spells. playing a Spellslinger Graveyard deck. I'm playing a Golgari Spellslinger deck. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Winding Way. This is one generic and a green for a sorcery. Choose creature or land. Reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all the cards of the chosen type revealed this way into your hand and then the rest into your graveyard. Um, just a nice way to either... You know, it's really dependent on what you need at the time. Do you need more lanes mm-hmm. in play? Do you need more creatures in play? Let's get some gas going. Um, yeah, I like it because it'd be kind of hard to have this hurt you, I think. Because, you know, what's worst case scenario is all lands, all creatures. You know, it's, yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah just no matter what, hey, maybe you just don't have any creature cards in hand and, you just because that did happen at one point when we were playing. Is I had shocker, nothing but spells in my hand, you know, no creatures. I just had instants and sorceries, and something like this would have been nice where I could just say, All right, creatures, and just hopefully, you know, get a, get a couple of creatures at least into your hand because, yeah, yeah it, it needs it. Worst case scenario, you get all your instants and sorceries and enchantments, and then mm. hey, let's. We're, we're thinning the deck at that point. We're just, just trying to get some things you need. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. All right. Next up, we have Grapple with the Past. This is one generic and a green. You're sensing a theme here. Mm-hmm. Really cheap on these mana costs. Put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Then you're ready to return a creature card or land card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, two mana, mill three. It doesn't even have to be one of the cards you milled. It can be any creature, any land that got put yeah. there by accident, got put there like by like like you know, you milled with uh, funeral rites and oh shit, there goes my, my crater hoof. Bosses, <laughs> your crater hoof. <laughs> well, now it's back in your hand, ready for next turn, where everyone can see it. <laughs> All right, hey, yeah. you know that's good though because I I was milling a lot of good creature cards too, which uh, was not ideal. So. It'd be a good way to kind of do that or to return return a land that I can hopefully sack and then, you know, do some other fun stuff with. So yeah. it's good. It's good. Next up, once again, one for one. Why have a cultivate when you can have a Realms Uncharted? Two generic and a green for an instant. Search your library for four land cards with different names and reveal them. An opponent chooses two of those cards. You put the chosen cards into your graveyard and the rest into your hand. Shuffle your library. I had this originally as well. Don't know why you cut it. Don't know why you cut it. Because 
I know that my pod's filled with dicks. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the odds, the odds of actually getting the cards in hand. Yes, I know it could be a nice politicking piece of, uh, you know, help me out. I, I want those too, but I don't trust any of these cards that like, oh, separate into a pile, let someone else at the table choose because it'd be like, I just, I don't trust you guys. That's what it is. You guys ruined my decks. Luckily, this way, it's literally just two and two. It's not like a factor fiction where it's like one and four or two right. and three. So because it's two and two, I think it is fair and not that bad. Right. And it's so four you, you lands. Pick a, two. Just pick, you know, a forest, a swamp, and then two other lands that enter untapped or something. And right. you're good. No, I, and so. I, you know what? I can make the swaps and just see how they go too. Cause yeah, you know, it's, it's the same, same general thing, except it also puts the lens right into the graveyard too on the, uh, on the back end of it. So it kind of helps, helps both ways with the stacks. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It'll go back in. Now after playing the deck, you know, seeing be like, all right, it's worth the risk. Next up, we have three enchantments that I think might help the deck a little bit. First up is Dead Bridge Chant. This is four generic, black and a green, for an enchantment that says, when it enters the battlefield, put the top 10 cards of your library into your graveyard. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose a card at random in your graveyard. If it's a creature card, put it on the battlefield. Otherwise, put it into your hand. A little costly at six mana. Yeah. But that's 10 cards immediately into the bin. That's potential for seven to six or seven lands, maybe, depending on how our deck is stacked. There's now also every upkeep a chance of us getting a good creature back. Um, you know, this gets you back your cultivator colossus after someone kills it, your ancient grove warden, things like that. Well, it could. So, That's could. I don't like the randomly. The randomly is hard because there's so many land cards in the graveyard already. And then putting the top 10 cards, probably going to be even more land cards. I feel like I'm just going to be pulling land cards and making my commander weaker every, you know, every uh, upkeep. I was trying to leave. I was trying to leave cards out of the deck that had abilities that weren't May abilities. Mm. Um, just because, say, this is out there, you know, every upkeep, potentially my commander gets one tough or one power weaker just because it one land leaving my graveyard and going into my hand at that point so there's a couple of other cards that I specifically took out just because it was you know whenever this creature attacks return a land card from your graveyard to your hand it's like well I want the land cards in the graveyard not my hand so that's fair so that one and, and that six mana it's a lot but some cool art though it's an awesome art I've never seen this card before yeah um, all right. You know what? I'll accept that one now going through. Next one up is a quick change because I had a different card in this place, but I had sent it to you the other day after we played. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Out of the Tombs. This is too generic and a black for an enchantment. that says, at the beginning of your upkeep, put two Eon counters on Out of the Tombs, then mill cards equal to the number of Eon counters on it. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, instead return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. If you can't, you lose the game. So, hmm. this one is 
really like let's mill as many cars into the graveyard as possible to hopefully hit as many lands as possible and make Berg big. Um, and hey, if you eventually hit the point where you can't draw cards, then all those creatures you've been milling, they come back in. Until that Pajuku bot comes back. Bag. Oh, no. Wipes out the graveyard, I lose the oh, game. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, these are the risks we have to take. These are the risks we take to win the game. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I see what I've you're going for. I've seen people run this in, like, um, the night precon, the Sadar Jabari. You put, because you, you're milling knights, and then you play your commander, hit people with your commander, and now you have knights already in there from you milling every turn. So Right. Pretty, uh, pretty good. That works out. You just you know, maybe just try it, you know. Just maybe want to just slot in for a game or two. Hey, I don't like this too much. Next up, I wanted another way for you to give your guy trample because that was a big thing. Is Erg does not have trample, and this is Talons of the Wildwood. This is one generic and a green for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature gets plus one plus one and has trample. But I like this one a lot because it has. Pay two and a green, return it from your graveyard to your hand. So if this gets milled by accident, if Ur gets removed and this goes to the graveyard, now you have a way to bring it back. I like the ability to bring it back because, uh, yeah, it's I have there's like one or two other cards like that too in this deck that you're able to just pay a cost and just return it back to your hand from the graveyard because nothing's worse than seeing seeing your bombs and like, just go right going right yeah. from the, the library into the graveyard so i like that so what do you think about the ads uh, I, I have one more on the list here that you sent over so you don't like virtue of persistence what's wrong with this i one? i did not oh because i didn't realize it said creature um see that's why i like this one. Oh, do you okay well, shit. i do like this one it's a little expensive um, but. This is Virtue Persistence. This is five generic black, black for an enchantment. Has an adventure side. The adventure side says. We all have an adventurous side if you think about it. We do. One generic <laughs> and a black for Lockthwain's Scorn. Target creature gets a minus three, minus three until end of turn, and you gain two life. The seven mana for it to, at the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. That's fantastic because it's any graveyard and it's the mm -hmm. battlefield, not to the hand. So I like that because you're able to just get your creatures back around to the battlefield or you can borrow a creature from someone else that maybe built a better deck. Okay, and you can okay. Take it. So that that I like more than the uh, the Dead Bridge chant here because, okay. you know, about the same cost. And I like that it's uh, it's creature. It's not a, a car that random. I feel like that's the better feel like that's the better of the two so virtue persistence i think i would add over dead bridge chant brings my little reanimator heart joy see i originally read it as put a permanent from the graveyard onto the battlefield of your control didn't see it said creature but hey you know i'll take it like i said it's good because there's a lot of these cards that just mill the top four cards mill 10 cards you know whatever the case so it's uh it's very easy for this deck to get land cards back from the graveyard or to play them directly from the graveyard there's not as much uh, creature recursion as I would like. So as I saw this ad, I was like, oh, okay. It's a little expensive, but it does kind of what I want it to do. Well, let's see. Let's see what you cut for this. Let's see what you cut. We'll go alphabetical. Bantu's Last Reckoning. This is one generic black black for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. Mm -hmm. What was the logic behind this one? 
I was about to ask you what's the logic for cutting it. I, I do never want to not be able to like not untap your stuff. That's just not a, I don't think it's trade off is worth it to destroy all creatures. Well, it's a three cost board wipe in black, which mm-hmm. believe it or not, there's not that many board wipes that I was able to find in the Golgari colors here. So it's a three cost board wipe and lands I control don't untap during my next step, which is fine because I'm able to play lands from my graveyard. Uh, I'm able to sacrifice my land. So maybe this is one of the games where I play that. Where's that terrible sorcery that I, I put in? Is it overlaid terrain? Uh, overlaid Too terrain. Generic green, green for enchantment. It says as it enters the battlefield, <laughs> sacrifice all lands you control. Yeah. I hate yeah. lands. But, but oh, how, how are you going to play that when you, you pay four mana for it? Well, that's the thing. I feel like there was enough ways to get around the land situation in this deck. There was uh-huh. a bunch of ways to bring land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. So, yeah, I can't untap for a turn, but I've wiped the board. And now my graveyard probably has a ton of lands on it. I could hopefully start playing. The, I don't know. I was thinking I needed board wipes. This seemed to fit the bill. Okay. Okay. You don't think so? You don't think so? I just, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think the trade-off is worth it. I think it, I think maybe we find a different, you How know. many times do we need a board wipe when we were playing the other night, though? If I would have drawn this, when everyone's board was going out of control and I'm just sitting there. Did, you played a board wipe and it was damnation. <laughs> yeah. So I could there win this one after. All right. You need more than one board wipe in a deck. You don't just put one board wipe in and be like, I'm good. I think I think one of the two board wipes is all you need. Really? Yeah, no. I don't know. I think like I think, I think you need three or four. Depends on who's what decks you're playing against, I guess. Okay. I know the people in my in my play That's group. Fair. I need three Nick or plays four. A lot of token decks. I play a lot of token decks. This is fair. Yeah. Just lots and lots and lots of go wide decks. So I need a board wipe in Golgari. And I liked this one. But all right. All right. You hate board wipes. What else you got? All right. Next up. Um, now, this caveat for two cars in this list of cuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up is Hickory Woodlet. This is a land. That ah, just hurts my heart cutting a land. You cut two lands in this thing, which is shocking. The caveat is just put two basics in instead. Nope. Uh, cut lands. Hickory, got it. <laughs> Hickory Woodlet comes into play tab with two depletion counters on it. Tap, remove a depletion counter from Hickory Woodlot. Add two green mana to your mana pool. If there are no depletion counters on Hickory Woodlot, sacrifice it. Yes. Up until today, when I was watching YouTube, I had never seen someone play one of these depletion counter lands before. And I will say, they got to play a three mana spell on turn two. So maybe I'm okay with you playing this. Also, it sacks itself out there and dies. Well, that's so. what I liked is the fact that it comes in. It, it's basically a tap land that comes in. And then after that, you're adding two green mana. So you basically get a land that plays itself for four mana, you know, over its lifespan. And then for free, sacks itself. You know, I don't have to pay one mana to cycle it. I don't have to sack it. I don't have to do that. I would say... Is there a version of this that does it for two black? I would find that because Erg has two black pips in your... So you in turn two could theoretically play Erg if you have a forest and the black version of this. Well, I will have to look up because I am sure it's a cycle. 
Oh, sure. Because the, there was the one I was watching was a white version of this. So uh, while you look that up, I will. I, so I, I'm a little bit more on board with it because it does sack itself. So after you use it, it is powering up Erg. When initially, when I looked at it, I was like, this does not look good. Real quick, we'll just jump to the next card while you look this up. Uh, Lightning Greaves. I think you you have Swiftfoot, Swiftfoot Boots in the deck. I think Swiftfoot Boots is better because you don't want to give your Commander Shroud. And there are a lot of times when you were playing the other day where Erg was your only creature. Mm-hmm. So if you had this on it, you weren't going to be able to target it with like the, the safekeeping or infect or anything like that. Like that. Yeah. So I, I, I've been leaning towards just cutting Greaves a lot of times because if it's in a deck where you want to be able to target your commander or something, um, just always go with Swiftfoot Boots instead. I found the land. Oh, you found it? Okay. What's it called? It's called Peat Bog. Peat Bog comes into play tapped, two depletion counters on it, remove a depletion counter from Peat Bog, add two black mana to your mana pool. And then once there's no, none on there, sack it. Just add it, right? Yeah, just add it. Just add it, yeah. I would just add it. Yeah, let's add Peat Bog. It's also a fun, fun name for a spell. Overlaid Terrain. I'm only okay with us sacking all our lands if we can get it back with, like, Escape Shift. No, this one gets cut. I, uh, I had this card several times i had it both times we played and then i had it several times while uh while play testing it never once used it because i didn't want to sacrifice all my lands like if you could play this on like turn four and then like somehow like build back up a like turn four maybe turn three if you're ramping really hard maybe because then like as you rebuild but like it's just a really bad downside to sack all your lands and be well, at zero. Yeah, so I wasn't paying attention. Did you read the second part of it? That there is a payoff? I'm not just playing some madman card to sack all my lands. <laughs> or terrain, two generic green green, enchantment. As it comes into play, sack all your lands. After that, lands you control add two mana of any one color to your mana pool. So you double um, your mana going forward. So you double your mana going forward. So if you can get this very early. Hickory Woodlock. Get it in there. Remove your wood counters. That's and then you have your soul ring. Turn two, you're playing an overlaid terrain. That's the like only case I think this is an okay card. <laughs> Next up, I have a reclamation sage, two generic and a green one interest. Ah, uh, you have enough removal. You have do enough I? removal in Golgari. Yes, there's so much removal. Assassin's yeah, trophy. Do I have within. A, artifact enchantment removal though? Assassin's trophy. Not a fan of Reclamation Stage anymore. Yeah, Assassin Trophy, Beast Within, Putrefy, and yeah, that's that's it for instance. And I just don't think yeah. we need it on a creature, you know? Okay. I think um, find a, instead let's put a Kaga in that place. Is it Kaga? Is it Kaga? Kaga? You tell me. Kaga. Kaga, yeah. I'll say Kaga. Kaga, the Shadow Arts Druid. Kaga, you know? Shadow Arts Druid. All right. She's at him milling cards and stuff. Okay, we got stuff that. Um, someone's fucking really upset by that impersonation. Apparently, that Louisiana accent can't do uh, New York. I'm assuming you're going for Long Island. Hey, yo, what you talking about? You? God, that's I bad. Do, our new but, editor is gonna hate me. That's being stage. Why cut it? I why have it? Why not have it? What land are you copying? What any land that I want? But why? Because. There's several lands in the deck that offer some type of utility, so why not 
Have copy my strip mine so I could sack it and destroy someone else's land. Have it copy my lotus field so that it taps for well, see, three mana. If, if you copy the lotus field, you have to sack two land. Oh, have it copy my field of the dead. All right, all right. You want me over? The copy of the field of the dead's good enough. Yeah, it's you just should a, add the mirror lage land in this deck. Can you do that? I could, yeah, but I. I don't think I don't think that would be worth it. Uh, having a twenty twenty indestructible isn't worth it. Ten so ice counters on it. I'm paying mana to remove because it's a land card that doesn't even tap for land. So it's literally putting for, something in, just hoping I hit that thespian stage or that uh, that new land that they added in Ixalan. Next up, Uvenwald Hydra. This is a uh, Forgeneric Green Green for Hydra of Reach. Power mm -hmm. toughness equal to the number of lands you control. I know why you cut this. Because you're making a Hydra deck and you don't want no, me to have not, a Hydra. It's not, it's not that. Uh, when it enters, you may search your library for a land card and put it on the battlefield tab and shuffle your library. Power toughness is equal. It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, this isn't a bad card. Like, that's not the reason to cut it. It's just a high cost mana. It gets you one land. And, but like, if you're going with the idea that Urg is going to be huge because we're sacking lands, we might not have that many lands, so it might not have a big power toughness. This is really good in a landfall deck where, like, mm -hmm. I'm going to have 20 lands on board by turn six, you know? I agree with this one. I, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of these cuts that I agree <laughs> I agree with. And this is this is one of them just because even, like, same thing. The other night, I had the opportunity to play it, and I just, I just didn't because it was going to have to tap out my six mana. Mm -hmm. And of that six mana, I think it was like a soul ring and an arcane signet and something else. That like he was only going to be a three, three or a four, four or something. Yeah. And to pay six mana for a four, four that gets you a land isn't isn't a feels good card. So I could yeah. uh, I could see getting rid of this one and kind of lowering that mana curve because it is it is at the, the upper end of that one. Next up is one that I'm like on the fence about. I was on the fence about this one too. This was a is Wayward Sawtooth. It's a two generic and a green for a dinosaur. As a send, if you have ten or more permanents, you get the city's blessing. We play an additional land on each of your turns, and it can't attack or block unless you have city's blessing. It's a five-five. The only issue I see is that if you play this early, but because we're like sacking lands and putting lands in the graveyard, like. The whole point of Ascend is that, like, you get it kind of naturally by having lands and creatures on the field. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're not having a lot of lands, then we really have to rely on our creature front. So I just worry that this is going to be a 5-5 five, five sitting there. And don't get me wrong, you have to play two lands per turn. So if you're drawing into that, that's great. But I just swear this is a 5-5 five, five sitting on our board, and we're not doing anything with it is the issue. I can get behind that because... Uh when I was trying to whittle down 15 cards, you know, 14, 15 cards, this was definitely on the on the cutting list. And the only reason I did keep it was just because of that additional land on each turn, because there are so many cards that let me just play the lands from my graveyard. So yeah. I was like, as whatever chance I get, you know, I want to be able to play two lands. So that's fair. Yeah. No, nah, I agree. Get rid of it. I'll say I enjoyed playing it the other day when I stole it from you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Maybe that's why I, uh, don't like yeah. it anymore. <laughs> you tainted it. Cut it off on the tally trigger. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for cuts and ads. Um, what you thinking, Laz? Anything you like? Anything you don't like? Uh, well, I've kind of been, uh, kind of been keeping, 
keeping up and saying what I like and what I don't like. I you know, I kind of like I like the two direct replacements you have with the Realms Uncharted and Fork in the Road. So I think that's going to be a definite definite swaps just right off the bat. That Virtue of Pestilence, I'll probably put that enchantment in since I'm going to be removing the involved in Hydra there. It's one mana more, but it uh, has a much more helpful benefit. Yeah, you know, I think much more helpful effect. Um, same thing with the Lightning Greaves. I'll be cutting those because, yeah, the Shroud, I, I didn't need both of them. And I don't, I think I'm just by habit. I usually add Boots and Greaves. You know, yeah, so. I think a lot of people do. That's why I'm just like, kind of I always forget about the Shroud too. I'm not going to lie. Just do the Boots. The Boots are worth it. The Hexproof's good. Shroud's bad. <laughs> Yeah, for, for this so shroud is good in a commander deck where you just want your like commander to be protected the shroud is so n- bad if you want to have like combat tricks which is what you kind of want sometimes i remember buying my first pair of lightning greaves for when i built the kalia deck because it was like mm-hmm. once kalia is out there i don't want anyone touching her yeah. you know so i was able to do that and then kind of since then i always just throw it in and then i end up getting screwed with it so that's a good one <laughs> Um, besides that, yeah, I, I like, I like winding ways. So I, I like some of these, I like some of these ads. Um, the Scola Grove Dancer probably won't add that. Sure. Sure. Um, and Kaga, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I'll probably add that in since I'm doing some of these other cuts. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably be able to throw her in too, but no, I, I like it. I think it'll kind of make the, the deck a little bit more balance with uh you know making sure i have lands in hand or the battlefield and the graveyard it's not going to be so much one or the other which uh, a lot of these other cards did and you kind of got rid of the cards that shoot myself in the foot there with the <laughs> sack all your lands don't untap any of your lands yeah so. yeah no I, I agree with those i agree with the cuts i think they're good yeah i like it cody all right well uh i think uh next up what is our golden screw of the deck what is the card that you know you feel like anytime you draw it it's it's the the one that makes you happy the one that once i really mm, i have two cards that i really liked um both creature cards i apologize but both these creature cards, I feel like, helped immensely. That's being Braids of Risen Nightmare, which I mentioned earlier. Just so helpful that you're playing a deck that wants to sacrifice your own lands. And that's the one thing that other people aren't going to want to sacrifice. You know, if it's yeah. if it's artifacts, then people will be like, yeah, sure, I'll sack this, you know, a treasure token. Or if it's creatures, yeah, I have, you know, this weird token that I have. That's That's fine. Lands. No one wants to sack lands. So that's no. a free card draw. Yeah. Um, and then also Old Rutstein. I really liked that card too because it's just, uh, I don't know if you even went over that in the first part. One generic black and a green for a 1 4. Did we? No, I don't think, I don't I don't think we, we did. did. Yeah. So when Old Rutstein enters the battlefield or at the beginning of your upkeep, mill a card. If a land card's milled this way, create a treasure token. If a creature card's milled this way, create a 1 1 green insect. And if a non-creature non-lands milled this way, create a blood token. So blood token is kind of the worst case scenario there. But um, nothing's better than getting a land in your graveyard and then making a treasure token too. 
So it's kind of doing double duty and it's cheap enough that if you get this early, you're able to kind of just start filling your graveyard and making either blockers or making tokens to help you do the rest of the stuff with your deck. So that's what I'm going to say. What do you think? Um, I would agree with Rip Braids as the golden Mm -hmm. screw. I think it's a, you know, I think this deck has such a, because like Braids is very good just in general because it is either getting you advantage or getting people to remove stuff from their board. But the fact that you want to sack lands, you want lands to go to the graveyard, it gives this deck such an advantage. If you could somehow make this deck as a mono black land hate deck that like I, had all this recursion so, that green gets. I'm literally on EDH rec on my phone right now, looking up a braids <laughs> a braids deck to see if it can be done. If you I'm could sure find a way, I'm sure you could. Yeah. I'm sure there's some janky way to do it. And Hey, I mean, we're all for jank these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be great because I think braids is a great card. So I agree with you. That is the golden screw of the deck. All right, Laz. This is the moment of truth. We've gone back and forth many a weeks talking about land decks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This time, will you say brew it or screw it? I'm going to say screw it. Oh! I know. Really? It's, mm, every single deck... Every single card in this deck is great, except for the commander. Um, mm. This deck is perfect, except for the commander. This deck needs a better commander. And the reason is, is that Urg, Spawn of Turg, his power, t- his power is equal to the number of land cards in your graveyard. So it only gets the benefit when those land cards are in your graveyard. So you need so many land cards in your graveyard, which does not leave that much on your battlefield and there were so many times where I was like all right well what can i do with this game you know this hit turn and be like all right i could sack this land sack this land and you know search up two basic lands okay good next turn do it again all right so i'm getting some lands but now i just need to sack those lands because lands on my battlefield don't do anything for the commander yeah um i need those lands in the graveyard and then it's just I don't know. I felt like this commander would be better if it had Slogurk, the other commander that I uh, was talking about in the brew review, if it had his ability of whenever a land enters the graveyard, you get a 1-1 counter. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would make it a much better deck because then you're able to kind of flicker lands from your graveyard to the battlefield back and forth a couple times and grow them. Whereas this, how many times did I take a land out of my graveyard remove a counter just to put another land in the graveyard to add a counter. And I was kind of just hovering around a five, five or a seven, five. Seven. It, was like, it was like seven, five. I think you just kept going back and forth because you it had just, black blade four is attached. It was like, well, I'm losing one here, but I'm getting one here. And it's just, it was hard to get ahead with it just because whenever I needed mana, I was able to, ha- I was able to access it by pulling it from my graveyard, which then in turn would tank Erg's power. And it's not even his power and toughness. It's just just his power. So, like, even best-case scenario, it's a 15-5 or something with no trampled or anything like that. It's just uh, I know I want to give him more opportunities. I, I want to play test him more. But both games I played, 
not only did I not do well, but I didn't see a scenario in which like, well, if I draw these two cards next, then maybe I'll be able to w It just never happened. It was too slow of a game plan, of a game style. So I the deck works. Everything about the deck's good except for the commander. This is the wrong commander for the deck, and I've been looking, looking, looking. I don't think the commander I want is, you know, exists. I don't think there's a commander whose land cards, you know, at least in Golgari. Um, so then I was looking at Slogurk again, like maybe I made the wrong choice. But then you lose access to uh, you lose access to green, which is more than half this black. deck. You lose access black? to black. Oh, yeah, it's a uh, Simic. Yeah. 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 So you lose access to black, which I have a lot of stuff in here that relies on the black. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to say screw it for now. I would really like to get this working. And if anyone has a suggestion for a better commander, please let me know. I'm going to be on the lookout since apparently every three weeks is a new set spoiler season. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that one of these random sets are going to have, you know, Golgari commander that gets countered because it's that power toughness equal to the equal to the amount that's currently in the graveyard is just. It's just not strong enough, or I'm not able to play it well enough. So, it sucks because I've been <laughs> I've been mulling this deck for a long time. But oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe make it a braids mono deck, mono black braids deck. I'm looking at that right now just because I want to play this deck. It's just I want I it to be a better commander. losing green, like because green, like green is the landfall. But I mean, like there's an Esper landfall deck. With mm -hmm. that uh, one dude. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe there's a way to do it. Uh, yeah, but, maybe. It's just there's so much... I guess there's a lot more green than there is black in here. So, maybe, like... Maybe Slogurk could work. Slogurk could work. But, I don't know. You have 79% green to 26% black. So, maybe. Maybe Slogurk is the way to go. And just pitch lands. Yeah. I'd have to go through it more, but then I lose Braids, I lose Gitrog Monster, well, some I lose an old Rutston. You know, all the cards that I said, these are the cards that I like in the deck. All the filth cards. Yeah. Pretty much every card that we've gone through and said, this is the card that I like in the deck, I would lose access to. <laughs> you Tainted Strike. You know, maybe there's there's other cards that can kind of, uh, you know, replace here's those. Here's what we do. Oh, here's what we uh, do. What? Do a Mimeoplasm deck, get all three colors, mm. run both as secret commanders. Okay, okay. There we go, there we go. Getting cards, we're milling cards into the graveyard. Mimeoplasm gets huge. There you go. It could work. But I It's a Mimeoplasm deck. There it is. That's where we go. I'm going to try two things, I think, later on this week, is I'm going to try this. with a, I'm going to remove all the black cards from it and see what Slogurk looks like in this mm -hmm. in this deck and then i'm gonna if that doesn't work i'm gonna remove all the green <laughs> and see what braids looks like I mean, you hey. know, in this deck because we'll see but unfortunately erg erg of erg i don't think is the way to go with this which really sucks for golgari queen i really want to use that um one day one uh, day i'll make it work one day 
But unfortunately, this is a screw for now. All this, right. This is a half screw. This ah, is tr- yes. The the dreaded half screw. I've been there. I mean, been there. the Sephiroth's this is, hidden ways. That's how it was. I was like, I was like, this is a screw, but I really would like to make this work. I, I would know. like to make it. This is the pilot hole. The, uh, the, just the yeah. tip of the screw. <laughs> yeah. We'll that, call it that. We'll call it that. I didn't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, let us know. Do you have an erg, erg of erg deck that you love and find works perfectly? Could you, you have an urge to fix this turgid deck? Yeah. That was Do you, if you run the OG Turg, that's not actually a real card, but we looked up the lore for Erg and found out that it, he's the son of Turg. Um, <laughs> let us know. Hit us up. Um, you can find us on Twitter at BurderScrewIt, on Instagram at BurderScrewItMTG. E-Gmail is uh, BurderScrewIt at gmail.com. And we now have a Facebook group. That's something we didn't talk about at the beginning. Um, if you would like an invite, you can just... Search on Facebook, Brood or Screw It, and Laz will invite you. I will invite you. We tried to leave it open, and uh, I made lots of friends very quick, but apparently none of them were interested in Magic the Gathering, so no. we, have, we have since put it to uh, to invite only. So, Or, uh, you know, you have to kind of request an invite. So by all means, look it up. Send us a, uh, send us a little invite there, and I'll put you in there, and... Who knows? Cody runs the other accounts here. I'm going to take a stab at this one and, you know, maybe maybe it'll be fun. I, I think I do some some funny content, some <laughs> some fun stuff. I'll, I'll I'll try to make it worth worth everyone's while here. I enjoy we're going to have like two sides. It's going to be like a civil war one day where it's going to be like me running the Twitter and Instagram. And it's going to be you and on Facebook and uh, Blue Sky <laughs> running all that. <laughs> um, yeah, let us, let us know what you thought. Um do you have uh, suggestions for Erg? Uh, do you do you have suggestions for this land deck that Laz would like to find so very badly? Do you have Maybe a custom commander that you've drawn on a card with just like colored pencils or something that does what I want? Send it over and yeah. maybe I can get my pod to allow it. Do have you drawn up a slow gurg spawn of Turgurk? Commander, Laz would like to play it. Just flows right off the tongue when you say it. Flows like that. right off the fucking tongue. Well, you know uh, what? We had the Thalia Gitrog. We had the uh, the Yargle Multani. So now the, maybe they'll make a Slogurk Erg. The Slurk The Slurk We just gotta wait another ten years to another monumental invasion story to happen. Yeah. Uh, the Phyrexian Strike Back. <laughs> Phyrexian Two. Yeah. All right. Electric Boogaloo. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And until next time, which will be the brew review, where we are taking a look at my humans deck and deciding what color should it really be. Mm. Uh, so yeah, till next time, should we say brew it? We said screw it. We did. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye.